Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Matt Report. I'm your host, Matt, and I interview folks who make a living using WordPress. Today, I am joined by a good friend of mine, Brian Castle. How you doing, Brian? Hey, Matt. How's it going? Good to see you. Uh, so this is episode three, and I'm very delighted to have you uh, as my third guest. Uh, and we were kind of just talking uh, before the show on uh, different tips uh, on how you actually record your own podcast, uh, Freelance Jam. So why don't you just jump in and uh, give folks a little bit of background about yourself and uh, what, you're, what you're up to. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm a uh, web designer. I've um, been running my uh, freelance web design business for uh, about five years now. Um, and right now, for the past year or so, my, my main uh, project or business uh, has been restaurantengine.com. Uh, which is a web design. It's a niche web design service for restaurants, all built on WordPress. Um, for the most part, it's automated, but there is a you know quite a bit of service that that's involved. Um, but that's basically it. Other than that, I, I do uh, some client work, which is kind of scaling down at this point. I'm really focusing most of my time on on Restaurant Engine, um, and uh, and as you said, I, I do run. Uh, I, I co-host a uh, podcast for freelance web designers. We talk WordPress. We talk other non-WordPress related things and freelancing. That's uh, with uh, Dave Yankobiak. Awesome. So, uh, we do that every, every couple of weeks whenever we have time. <laughs> awesome. So do you, do you find yourself um, not taking on any of the freelance work anymore or are you still dabbling in maybe some contracts you might still have left over from old clients? Uh, yeah. I mean, I am actually still taking new client work, um, just uh, a lot less than I, than I used to. I, you know, I, I used to maybe average four to to five or six projects at any given time. Um, now I'm I'm really kind of limiting that to to like one client project at a time. Nice, nice. Um, you know, for the uh, for the folks who love the the, the history of of starting their own freelance uh, company uh, or WordPress shop, you know, do you remember your first WordPress uh, project and how that how that went for you? Uh, wow, that's a that's a good question. I guess it was back. Um, I mean, I, I think I've been using WordPress for about four years or so. It was it was early on after I went freelance. I, I know that it was after I went out on my own. I, I used to work at a at a web design agency for a few years. Um, that was when I mean WordPress was, was really in its infancy. But then when I went out on my own, that's when I started blogging. Um, I started my my personal blog, which was kind of attached to my portfolio website, and uh, I think that's when I started dabbling into into WordPress for the first time um, and soon after that I started to dig into it a little bit deeper um, you, maybe a year or two into it I actually started using it for clients um, using it as a CMS um, and then I actually went into uh, creating themes and selling themes which I still do today through uh, theme jam and and uh, WP bids nice um, was that when you you know what got you into the WordPress into using WordPress? Was it was it the whole whole I need to to blog and start marketing myself? Did you find it out at the, Did you find it from the other company you work for? Um, no, I actually remember the the other company that I, I worked for. I, I was using Blogger. I, I remember setting up some some Blogger blogs for a few clients over there, um, and I and at the time that was kind of like the premier blogging platform platform, and, and WordPress was the up and coming thing. Um, and I don't think I even heard about WordPress until I went out on my own. And uh, I guess when I started thinking about starting up my own blog, I don't remember exactly how I found it, but I, I was probably Googling or something like that. And uh, 
and uh, and hit on WordPress and gave it a try. Nice. And uh, were you doing custom development back then, just like creating your own custom PHP applications and, and, and web development stuff, or was it always based on a framework? Uh, yeah, for the most part, it was it was mostly custom websites. But you know, I should say I'm really not. I, I don't really consider myself a hardcore developer. I'm I'm really more of a designer. I, I kind of come from uh, really front end development. Front end is, is is my background, and since going out on my own, I've I've really gone more in, in the design direction. Um, development PHP, I, I know pretty well as it relates to WordPress, but. Um, other, you know, custom development kind of stuff. I usually uh, let someone who's <laughs> more more reliable at that than I am. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. just a, I'm good I'm just good enough to be dangerous. I yeah, guess you yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I hear you. I'm I'm, I'm the same way. Um, so pretty safe to say when you found WordPress, you know, for the, the folks that are just finding WordPress now, either a month ago or a year ago, who are still getting their feet wet with it. I mean, you look at WordPress and say, I can pretty much bend this or, or do anything with this as a framework or as Curtis McHale, my last guest, talked about, you know, you can build full applications, which Restaurant Engine is exactly that. Um, yeah, you know, um, I mean, WordPress has grown so much over, over the last few years. I mean, it's now it's, if you, if you start thinking about web development or web design, uh, you're going to hit on WordPress pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, anyone who's just getting into web design or web development, look at WordPress and learn everything you, you can about <laughs> it because that, that's my best advice to you. Nice. Um, you know, about uh, kind of building an application on top of WordPress, uh, definitely it, it's, it, it is a great platform to do that. I, I guess I would just say one thing, though. Um, you know, it, it's to really understand what, what kind of things WordPress is, is great at and what kind of things it it doesn't do so well. I mean, it's it's great if you're publishing content on the web, and and that can take a variety of forms. It can, I mean, in, in my case, it, you know, publishing a food menu on on the web for for a restaurant, it's great at that. You can use custom post types. You can design a system around WordPress for something like that. Um, you can get a little bit more advanced into having like membership sites built on WordPress, e-commerce on WordPress. Obviously, all, all these things are possible, like WooCommerce and things like that. Um, but you know, there are other kind of web apps and, and things that just WordPress is not really the right fit for, you know? Um, so for example, in, in restaurant engine, uh, one thing that a lot of customers ask about is online ordering. You know, they want to actually have customers place their food orders through their website. And we don't actually offer that. We, we, we kind of partner with a few other services that do that, um, because building that into WordPress or into the solution that that we've done, it's, it's kind of a stretch. You know, I, I think it's more of a that kind of thing would be, would be better suited for like a custom development web app or something like that. Mm. So um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend you know if you're going to build a web app, use WordPress just for the sake of saying that you're using WordPress. You know, use WordPress if if it if it's really the right fit for for what you're trying to do. Yeah, no, that, that's good advice, and especially. If you don't know how to bend it, you know, even to the, the you know, the, the smallest amount, because then you start going down that path of, you know, you're just scooping up a bunch of plugins to do something that, you know, it really is not, it's not really geared to do. Uh, you start, you know, heaven forbid, hacking the core. And then next thing you know, yeah. you go to update and then you can't do that. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. When I, when I talk to a lot of hardcore developers, 
they either love it, or, you know, when you're talking about something custom, especially an application, they either love it because, you know, they, they can lean on the community and plugins, um, but then you get some of the hardcore guys that are like, I'm just going to do this from scratch because <laughs> it's just so much easier, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, going uh, just a, a quick uh, blurb or introduction to how your freelancing um, business went from, you know, before starting Restaurant Engine, how was that, you know, how was that going for you? What, what were the pitfalls that you, if you look back to say, you know, you should really avoid this, um, you know, or, or were there no pitfalls and everything was just, just great in the freelance market? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, freelancing, uh, has, has gone pretty well. Um, and again, I, I still do freelance work today. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to base it out completely at yeah. some point, but, uh, not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I was doing a lot of writing about this uh, maybe two years or so ago. What happened with me was the first, my first year, year two, I was completely on my own doing, doing freelance work, doing everything. I was doing design, development, everything. Um, it wasn't until my third year or so when I started to try to build my company and, and, and bring in more people um, and build what I, what I used to call like a virtual agency. Um, you know, lots of other independent designers, developers, and put together teams. Um, that allowed me to kind of scale up uh, to a certain extent so I could take on more projects at the same time. Um, more of the workload was, was spread out uh, across, you know, a handful of other people that I was kind of managing. Um, and I mean, that, that worked out well, but, but that has its challenges as, as well. You know, there's, there's just a lot more to manage. Um, and the, the main thing that I saw with, with freelancing and just working with, with clients is there's always going to be that ceiling. You know, there's always going to be your, your income is still tied to your time. Mm -hmm. And, um, even when you grow a team, you know, even when you're able to bring on more bandwidth at the same time, it's still projects that require this many people at this many man hours. Um, so I, I kind of kept running into that, and um, you know, I was just kinda, I was just kind of looking for ways to you know new ways to scale up. Mm -hmm. um, and one way I found was to sell WordPress themes, which I, I continue to do as kind of like a side small side project to what I do through, through theme jam, um, creating a product and it just, it, it, it sells once. It's not like a recurring thing, mm -hmm. which is, is good. You know, some months are, are up, some months are down and, and, and it is what it is. But, but then I kind of, um, really got interested in, in building a, a recurring revenue income model through, um, through, through web design, you know, kind of, combining web hosting with web design into one seamless package, making it easy for small business owners who, who really don't understand about, oh, I need to find a web host, I need to get a domain, I need to get WordPress, you know, what's WordPress? And right. just really trying to simplify the whole process into one package, and that's what, what led me to, uh, to start uh, Restaurant Engine. Nice. So one of my questions that I have, um, you know, typed out here is, how did you make the transition from freelancer to app developer to micropreneur, uh, if you will. But it sounds like maybe you got a taste of that recurring income when you started selling themes. And then maybe was that the, the, the trigger that went off or the light bulb that went off that said, wow, I can put a product out and somebody buy it and all of a sudden money shows up on my doorstep? Yeah, you know, um, uh, when I was selling themes, um, 
that was kind of my first taste of selling a product instead of selling services. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I put a lot of time into creating the theme up, up front, but then it, it just continues to sell um, over and over. It can sell in my sleep. It can sell when I'm on vacation, and and that's great. You know, that that's 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 the dream for a lot of uh, <laughs> a, yeah. a lot of a lot of people. Um, uh, I'm not saying sales were a dream by any means. <laughs> they're, they're still very low, yeah. uh, but um, you know, so so selling a product gives you that ability to to ha- create an income that's just completely disconnected from your time, and that's great. But then I found with that theme jam, you know, at the beginning of every month, you're still starting from zero. You know, you still have zero sales. Um, so then it gets into um, building a recurring revenue model, um, software as a service, if, if you will, where every month you're you're bringing in more customers, and they're paying month to month, or they're paying every year, and and that that baseline um, revenue just continues to grow. I mean. It, Assuming that more people are signing up than are canceling, mm-hmm. but uh, but that that's that's basically what what led me to it. There, I mean, the other thing that that kind of really got the wheels turning in, in terms of thinking about building something like Restaurant Engine was that with when I was selling themes um, and any company selling themes, you know, I, I think that their customer base still has a level of um, technical understanding. So, like someone who's going to buy a WordPress theme. Uh, they already know, A, what is WordPress. They know that they need a theme for WordPress and they know how to install a theme. They know that they need to go out and get their own web hosting and they understand what's involved in finding a web host that's good for WordPress and then installing WordPress, installing the theme, configuring it. So, you know, a lot of the customers for themes are their web developers or they're just kind of tech-savvy tech um, business owners. Uh, but, you know, I... I kept finding that that there were, um, you know, maybe clients who came to me or, or, or small businesses who would come to me looking for a custom website. They have no idea what any of these things are. All they know is they need a website for their business. Right. Uh, and if they're going for the custom route, they're going to come to a, a web designer like me or like anyone else. Um, and, you know, they're going to probably quote them a couple thousand dollars for a custom website design mm-hmm. for most businesses like restaurants or any other small business, I mean, that's usually not doable. So they end up either not having a website or having a really good one. And, you know, so I just really wanted to like package that um, high end web design service into an easy package that's easy to understand, easy to get started with. Right. Um, I do want to uh, go into the restaurant uh, engine, uh, but but before we, we get into that, uh, what was the... So one of my next questions that I have listed down was, what was the biggest challenge when you made that transition from freelancer to uh, selling a product or providing a service? And was that, and I'm just taking a guess, was that challenge initially the support, the support of selling that theme? How do you make this page look like your demo? Um, You know, how do I add content to this restaurant engine uh, site? Uh, Was support the biggest challenge or was there something else? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think support is not the biggest challenge, and I think that's a big misconception for a lot of people. I, I get asked that all, all the time, and and I had the same misconception about it when I was first getting into it. Um, you know, uh, support is really not that bad and, until you. I'm sure a lot of the, the bigger companies will tell you it's 
enormous, you know, um, when, but when you're starting out the first year, especially if you're bootstrapping, like, like I am, you know, um, it's not a hot, it's not a fast growth kind of thing. You know, it's, it's a couple of emails a week. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really not that bad or, or it's a, a quick IM chat. Um, it's really pretty easy. And I actually really enjoy customer service for, for a few reasons. First of all, when you're building an app or even if you're designing themes or whatever, I mean, that's instant feedback about what you're doing. Any any question that you get, that's that's more like intelligence about your product. You know, you're you're finding out. Okay, three people just asked me the same question. Obviously, this feature needs to be improved somehow because it's not easy enough to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and and getting feedback like that. I mean, when when you're building a product or building any kind of anything that you're selling, I mean, you you need constant feedback. That's 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 just as good as 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 money, you know. That's um, yeah. You know, how did you go about sourcing that feedback? Uh, website widgets, live chat stuff, emails, surveys. Yeah, you know, at, at first, I again, it, it's part of that misconception, like, oh, support is going to be such a huge burden. I need to build all these systems, and and I need to get all these apps to to handle it all. Yep. yep. Um, and I and so I I signed up and I demoed like five different. Uh, support apps, you know, like like Zendesk and um, you know a few others, and and I finally just came back to using good old email. Yep. You know, um, I I use Gmail and I use Search in, inside Gmail, and it, and it works perfectly. Um, I mean, I have a a Gravity form set up on the website where people can quickly send me an email. Um, you know, uh, that's that's been really good. Uh, you know, the reason. Part of the reason, A, email just works for me. I think it makes sense, but it really makes sense for the customer. Um, They don't want to go onto some ticketing system, create an account, you know, have to remember their login just to to log in and ask a question. They want to just be able to email someone and and use the same email they always use. So um, that's been really working out well. Um, For Restaurant Engine, the other thing that I use a lot is uh, Olark. Mm-hmm. Uh, dot com, which is a, a little live chat widget that that's on the um, on the website. Um, so when you're there during the day, most most likely it's going to pop up, and it's actually me. It's connected to my um, instant messaging account, and you know, people. I, I talk to restaurant owners every day through that. A, a lot of them are, are customers. A lot of them are potential customers. Um, but existing customers go on there as well. They they know that's a that's a quick way to reach me and ask me a question and. Um, I do. I do support that way as well. Nice. Yeah, I, I think that's the less hoops that we have to make the folks jump through. Um, you know, much better uh, for the client. And I think as entrepreneurs, especially folks like you and I who may be, uh, you know, running and and building our business, uh, you know, we jump into a business and we say, and I do the same thing. I, okay, business A is about to start. Let's load up Zendesk. Let's get a Basecamp. Let's get Olark installed. Let's get uh, everybody that's supporting this on GTalk. Let's get all our Skype handles, you know, organized. Right. You know, get every, <laughs> you know, get this whole thing going, and then the company launches, and it's one person that emails in, and it's like, right. boy, I have to. Should I put them in Zendesk? Should I track them in in Highrise? Do I add them to a newsletter so we can keep in touch? And you go through all these all these processes. I think as you're right, when we're bootstrapping, we we tend to forget we're making this minimal viable product for folks to to test and try out. But we're not even doing that on our own, you know, in, in our own internal system. So definitely uh, good advice 
Um, yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, one, one other um, aspect of, of support that I, I kind of struggle with this is uh, telephone support, right? I mean, especially small business owners who are not as tech savvy as people like us, um, they are much more comfortable using the phone. Mm-hmm. And, and I've definitely noticed that with the restaurant owners. And, and it's actually a problem for, for me. I mean, I don't have time to be on the phone all day, every day with, with customers. So, I mean, my, my system has always been like, send me an email and I'd be happy to get on a phone call with you, but you got to send me an email and let's schedule a phone call. Let's exactly. say tomorrow at three o'clock, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. And you know, it, it's, it's hard. Um, especially if you don't have a, a big team around you, like, like I don't, um, you know, I, uh, it, it's hard to kind of create those, those walls. And I, I want to tell the customer like I'm there and I, and I'll, and I'll talk to you, but I can't be on call. Right. Right. No, it makes, it makes perfect sense. And look, there has to be, it's 2012 going on 2013. Really? <laughs> let, I mean, let's, you know, let's work through email at least for the first, you know, round of, of support. And then once I can digest it and schedule you in, uh, you know, let's, let's hop on the call. Yeah. And, I'm trying to get away from talking about uh, myself so much in these in, in these interviews, but as one thing that we that we struggle with with here at the studio is Basecamp. Love the product, love the new redesign. Sucks that there's no more private messaging, um, but you know we're looking at it like okay, even the small business that opts into doing a customized site, Basecamp is 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 already starting to be too much. They, they, they can't, you know, they can't use the milestone calendars. They can't find the, you know, where to click for the calendar. And then we're doing, not only are we going to have to train these folks on WordPress, we have to train them on how to use Basecamp. And there's like, we have, right. we have, uh, PDFs and eBooks that we send people to how to use that we created. We have screen, uh, screen flow, uh, screencasts that we made to show them how to use it, but they just, they just want to send the email. Um, so it's definitely something yeah, that, absolutely. that we're looking you know, at. Yeah, totally. Um, Dave and I uh, have, have talked about this on, on the Freelance Jam show a few times. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, I'm not sure what he uses today, but I think for a while he, he used Basecamp for his clients. Um, I, used, I used to use Basecamp a lot back, back when I was really growing my, my client business and building a team around me to, to handle a lot of client work all at once. Um, I used Basecamp then, but I never used it. I never gave clients access to it. It was always just internal between me and and the other, um, you know, freelancers that I'm working with. Yeah. You know, um, but eventually, even that, I, I I ended my Basecamp subscription only because for me today, I, I love using Gmail and and I use a lot of Google Docs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm totally with you, and I, I think that's I think that might be the path we start to take unless. Uh, it's a very large uh, project with many folks, and and that, and that they at least have some inkling on how to use it. Great. Um, so we went from freelancing, and then and then you got the taste of selling a, a digital product and kind of having that hands-off passive income. You started Restaurant Engine. Um, you know what was your aha moment that said? I know you said, "Hey, people want affordable, great design. I want to use WordPress." What was that aha moment? Did you have a client? A bunch of restaurant clients, and then finally you said, "This is it. This is what I have to do." Um, I don't know if it was one moment. It was definitely a, a concept that I was thinking about for a long time before I even landed on on doing it for restaurants. Um, I was thinking. So I guess the the, the dilemma was this: you know, I, I was serving a lot of clients with custom website design, 
Um, getting to you know a few years into my career, uh, the clients that are coming my way are, are are bigger. They have bigger budgets, which is not always a good thing. I mean, it it usually means they're a bigger company and there are all sorts of hoops you got to jump through. But um, so what happened was there there are a lot of these smaller businesses that would still find me, um, but they just can't afford the 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 costs of of a custom website design. Um, so I. And I'm really more passionate about working with smaller businesses than I am with working with like bigger agencies or other, you know, bigger companies. Um, you know, so I, I really love working with with small businesses, but I, I can't do a, a $300 website. You know, right. it's not going to. Um, but uh, so I was looking for a way to kind of scale the idea of of working with small businesses, um, and and give them qu- high quality web design the same level of quality that I would give to any other client um, you know and I was looking at at themes I, I tried that approach um, which I continue to do but again you still need a, a level of, of technical ability to get up and running with a WordPress theme um, so I, I just continued to look at that as as there's there's some kind of wall there that so many of these small businesses can't jump over that there's still got to be like a, a connection between the average person, the average small business owner, and this huge growing thing, WordPress, you know, getting a WordPress site up and running, there's still like a gap that you need to jump across. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was kind of coming to that idea of how do we, how do we package it all, make it easy to, to get on board and, and up and running in, in, in a day or two. Great. That's awesome. Um, you know, where, where, you know uh, you've been running it for a little while now. Any insight to where it's going? Where you, where you, where you, uh, do you have a new version coming out? Do you have uh, anything in the works that you'd like to talk about? Um, nothing, uh, nothing too big on the horizon other than um, I'm, I'm trying to release our, our sixth uh, theme on, on Restaurant Engine. Um, working on that ho- hopefully sometime in the next month or so. Um, but always kind of just tweaking and, and improving the, the system. Um, uh, really, just kind of working a lot on on marketing it and and bringing in new people and um, you know new new customers, which is that that's been actually uh, pretty difficult. You know, it's 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 really a, a huge learning experience because um, again, you know, with a with a WordPress themes business or so many of these other uh, startups that are around the design and development space, it's so easy to reach us. You know, all the things that that we buy like Basecamp. Um, you know, I, I use uh, Coda and, and Espresso for for coding. I mean, reaching the customers who are going to buy Espresso is easy because they're all on Twitter and and they're on the web all day. So you can you know you could use social media to, to get to these people. But um, restaurant owners are <laughs> they're locked away in their restaurant. They're they're not turning. They turn on their computer maybe once a month. You know. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is much harder to to uh, build traction with you know, with non web people. And, and that's, you know, that, that's definitely something that I'm, that I'm working on and, and, and learning as much as I can about, about, um, really marketing too. Yeah. Uh, I, and this is a perfect segue. I, you know, you've got restaurant engine launch, you're, you're happy with it. You're feeling satisfied. You've had your aha moment. Now it's, now it's like, okay, how do I get these people to use this? How do I get the average Joe who doesn't know anything about WordPress, doesn't care to know, Frankly, probably shouldn't even need to know really if they're the uh, you know the business owner if they're not the person that's going to support this so on and so forth. Um, and you talked about this 
at your Providence WordCamp uh, presentation. And I, I met a few people there and uh, had lunch with a, with a gentleman just the other day that was there. And, you know, he had the same thing. How do you, how do you, prospect, for, how do you prospect for your clients? How do you find these leads? Uh, how, do you get, how do you get them, funnel them into your site? You know, what do you think has worked for you in the real world of selling to people that aren't <laughs> on Twitter like us? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, one one thing that I've th- that I've made a big effort in is just organic SEO, uh, creating content. Um, so, you know, heavy focus on, on our blog. Um, I've I've always written articles on other blogs. I, I have other. I, I write articles on on Mashable, Freelance Switch, um, lots of different sites that just kind of help with boosting um, the uh, the SEO of, of of our blog and our site. Um, so that kind of gets the initial traction with with the early adopters, the the people who who happen to be maybe both tapped into the restaurant food service industry and they're on the internet, they're on the web, they're 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 learning about the the, the cutting edge things that are out there. Um, and then I'm kind of relying on on them to inform um, restaurant owners who are not really tapped in. So um, it, it it is kind of a slow process. Um, so you know, between building the the, the blog, uh, we we build an, an email list. I, I try to you know reach out and, and just send quality content that way. Um, we do some some advertising campaigns as well, but but really for the most part, it's it's this um, content marketing thing, which is it, it really does grow over time if you, if you stay consistent with it over, over a period of you know several months to a year. Um, you know, it, it can it can really help. Yeah. Uh, you know the the other thing is, um, you know, a, a lot of the people who find restaurant engine are consultants for restaurants. So a lot of them are marketers who who help restaurants market, or um, they might be like photographers for restaurants, or they, they maybe like graphic designers who do like print design, but they don't do web design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are a lot of people who who reach restaurant engine and then recommend restaurant engine to their clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for them, we have two programs that, that have worked pretty well. Um, one is just a, a uh, an affiliate program, um, pretty traditional. They just sign up, and um, we have a, a referral system if you if you uh, refer people in. The other one is a white label solution. So um, if you are a web designer, or even if you're not, but you want to offer web design services to your restaurant clients, um, you can sign up as as a white label partner. And then you're essentially um, reselling uh, the services to your to your clients, and and then the name um, restaurant engine is kind of hidden from the dashboard. So very nice. Yeah, uh, I think as social becomes, I mean, let's take a look at Facebook real quick. I mean, I'm I don't even want to use Facebook anymore. I'm sick of Facebook. It's one of those <laughs> things where a year ago everyone was saying be on facebook be on facebook the numbers were going up the adoption was going up it was the race to a billion users right. so when we were <laughs> consulting with our clients it's you have to be on facebook let's set up a facebook page for you at least let's get all this stuff up there and now there's just far too much noise um and quite frankly the the people that we're going after we're, they're not on there right so uh, the social networking is hello, people get out and be social. I mean, <laughs> I, I think right. that you know if there is a local chamber, 
as much as you know most chambers are kind of very very far behind on the technology curve but at least you can get in front of those people uh, and do that I mean obviously we have word camp uh, WordPress meetups and word camps so that's easier for us but you know go on meetup.com check out or create your own meetup if you have to but get out and be social because we are bootstrapping and we're, we're, we're organic right so we have to start that grassroots movement and I think a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs early on or a year ago, get sold on that dream of that passive income, build it, put it out there, make an ebook. You know, HubSpot was famous <laughs> for that. Make an ebook and you're going to have tons of traffic coming your way through inbound marketing. Right. Well, it takes work. Right. <laughs> it takes a lot, exactly. of, a lot of digging, a lot of moving around and absolutely getting out there and actually meeting people yeah, yeah. and especially if you're if you're bootstrapping it and you're a solo entrepreneur then you're doing the work you're dealing with the client you're supporting them that whole thing that we just talked about so uh, i think a lot of folks yeah, it's, are, it, it's good in one way because now we're hitting that curve where okay so restaurant owners might finally start to be familiar with look i have to be on the web i have to have a presence so at least i know i have to go get this stuff i might not know how to know how to do it but at least finally I know, look, I have to be online somewhere, somehow. So at yeah, least exactly. that's one way in. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just, just educating um, people, you know, it's, it's huge. And, and uh, I, you know, that, that's one thing that, that kind of goes back to um, when I was first starting as a freelance web designer. I mean, how, how do, you know, the classic question, how do you find new clients, right? New, new freelancers always have that question. How do I get my first clients? How do I continue to have a steady stream of clients? Um, you know, one answer is referrals. Everybody gets referrals. But at a certain point, referrals kind of dry up or you have periods of the year when they dry up. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was always writing articles, you know, getting writing guest articles on, on other blogs and just educating on um, things that seem very basic to us. To someone else, it's a totally new concept. So, you know, you could write a 500 to 1,000 word article about something, um, get it out there and, and, and write a few every month, and you're just going to build traffic, you're going to build trust, people are going to remember your name. Um, and that has worked for, for my freelance web design work, and I'm doing the same thing uh, for, for restaurants. And, and it, it really continues to work, you know. Nice. Uh, content and, and really well thought out um, education. People appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think content marketing, SEO strategies for client stuff. I think we could we could probably go on forever <laughs> on <laughs> on different tips and strategies. Um, but you know, uh, so you're so you're you're happy with where it's going. You're uh, you know you've built the, that you've got that business um, you know up and running. Um, you probably got some updates coming down uh, coming down the pipe. Any advice to somebody who who says that? who's just jumping into it now and saying, okay, I, I think I want to, I built my own app on WordPress. Any, uh, advice for that side of it besides the, uh, how to find the clients, any, any um, technical advice that maybe you hit the wall and said, I should have been doing it this way. Um, let me think about that. I, I guess, um, one, you know, one thing is to just really, and this goes for, I, I guess, any, any kind of business is, yeah. Um, don't, don't do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I am a solo founder in, in my business, but I have a, a network of, of people, designers, developers, um, copywriters, 
entrepreneurs who I, I, I constantly rely on to get advice to actually bring on and help in certain tasks. Um, you know, and, and it, it does take time. It takes a long period of, of several years to, to develop a group, a core group of people that you can really trust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that every time you give them something, they're, they're going to, they're going to bang out a good job. Yeah. You know, there are so many flaky people who are just not reliable and you kind of have to, there's really no other way around it. You kind of have to try them out and realize they're, they're not reliable until you get to a few good ones. Yeah. Um, but once you develop that, that core group of people, um, that's, that, that's been a huge help. Nice. Uh, um, so you, you mentioned something about trying not to do everything yourself. I think one of the things that as entrepreneurs, that's what we do best is we try to do everything ourselves and we can do everything ourselves to the point of exhaustion, failure, uh, or great success if you keep pushing through it, like Seth Godin says in the dip. He says you keep pushing through that dip eventually. Um, you know, through that hard work and that persistence, you will win or, or make it, uh, creating your art. Um, I noticed yeah, that's a struggle. That- you know, I, I still struggle with that kind of thing. You know, yeah. the, um, I, I still try to do everything myself. And, you know, and, and there are certain areas where I know I, I have no business trying to write this develop this this custom uh php function yet that's somewhere where i'd probably bring in someone someone else to help out but you know you can you can look at at the screen all day and try to try to you know solve a problem for eight hours whereas someone else could take you know banging out of one hour Mm -hmm. and that's that's seven wasted hours on on your end that you could have been working on something that you actually are good at Mm -hmm. so um it's been a, a constant you know, struggle to, to get that right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I, and again, just real quick, I going back to the presentation that I did at, at WordCamp, that's the number one thing that I, I, when I, when I'm hoping to reach other people that are just starting off in this field that do the $500 websites for people, um, that have only been doing this for six months to a year because it's such a low barrier of entry to get a WordPress site up and buy a theme. What they don't realize is if they keep doing this $500, $500, they, they, number one, they never scale up and out of that business and make more revenue for themselves. But they're also saturating the market with some pretty bad stuff that we come across. Yeah. So in my presentation, I said, you know, identify what you're really, really good at. If you're a designer and you're really a, a designer, you studied design and you've been doing it all your life, then say you're a designer. Don't st- trick people and say that you're a developer <laughs> right, and then take exactly. on this, this job that's over your head and then you build something that's a bird's nest for the next person who takes over or vice versa. If you're a developer, don't say you're a designer and, you know, use comic sans in your, you know, in your <laughs> designs. I just don't do it, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think that people want to hear that either. Like, I think there's a misconception when you're speaking to a new client or someone, you know, and, and they're saying, you know, can you make a, a website and, and do you do the programming and the design? And, you know, the the quick answer is, yeah, I do it all. You know, I, 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 I can do all of that for you. I'm a one-man shop. Just just come to me. But I think I think a lot of clients appreciate the fact that, like, okay, this guy is a rock star designer, but he knows how to, how to either outsource the development or he can uh, tell you that, you know, he's not going to do the development for you or something right. like that. Um, so, you know, I, I think people like to, to hire specialists. Nice. Um so uh, going back to doing everything yourself and possibly spreading yourself too thin, uh, I'm trying to get some curveball questions into my interviews. Sure. Uh, so this one you might not have been prepped for. If you don't want to answer it, that's fine. 
Uh, but doing some research uh, on you, I saw that there was an app called the Skipper app. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I checked out the site. It said that it was no longer in development. Uh, anything you'd like to say about that? Was that um, spreading myself too thin kind of thing or something that was just over your head? Maybe it's still sure. coming. Uh, no, I mean, that. Um, so, yeah, that is not in development. Um, it was an idea that I was kind of pursuing. Uh, I guess this was last year. Um, it was... Uh, I had a partner on that and, and really cool, really great developer. And, um, what happened was, um, I guess two things happened. One one is that he, he was already working a full-time job and I was freelance. And so he was balancing, um, being my partner on, on, on building this app with his full-time, uh, employment and the, the balance of, of our commitments just, just wasn't really there. And I mean, I understand that, you know, he's, he's got his commitments. I have mine. So, so that really didn't work out. But the other thing was, um, uh, the idea for the app, I I guess I should step back. The skipper app was supposed to be, um, an, an app to help you scale up as a freelancer and and manage a team. And it's not really a project management app like Basecamp. It's really just a way of, um, kind of keeping a, a Rolodex of, of other independent freelancers and, and a way to kind of like keep track of, of what everybody's hourly rate is and their their contact info and their social media activity and it was supposed to be all like that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, we actually got to a certain point where it was it, it was looking good and 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 functional and and we were we were getting ready to to, to kind of release it but it wasn't maybe six it was a bit maybe like 60% of the way there and eventually the the project just kind of well, that, that, that sounds like a juicy story. That sounds like something that uh, actually went through the same exact experience. And uh, I'd love to get into that, but maybe for another episode. Um, cool. We'll definitely talk about something like that because picking your, picking your co-founder is super important or, or, or founder or partners, very, very important. Um, everyone loves each other until they don't anymore. And, yeah. uh you know, life gets in the way, and if, if people aren't committed, um, you know, then things can vaporize, and, and it's not a good uh, experience for either person, or at least in my case. We were yeah, for sure. You know, that's that's one thing that I've, I've kind of run into a number of times. I mean, um, uh, having a partner, I mean, I, uh, for, for me, you know, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, when, when you get started on, on working on something, I go like full speed ahead. I'm just like, we got to do this. We got to get it out, and and let's let's commit everything to it, and 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 go 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 go, you know. And I, I not everybody is like that, and and if both people or or the whole group is not on the same page, um, you know, it, it's it's just not really going to work. And that's kind of what led me to with with Restaurant Engine. It was kind of the first time that I was like, you know what, I'm going to forego the whole idea of just finding a a, a partner on this. I'm just going to do it myself at my own pace. And I'll and I'll bring on help when I when I need to bring on help. Um, it's more of an investment, but I'm just going to do it. And, yeah. and and I'm and I'm really happy with that decision. I mean, it, I was I was able to, you know, control the the pace of of how how fast or how slow things things are going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yep. Uh, not everybody is committed uh, to you or to the project or to you or your vision. A lot of people don't even understand the vision because either. They just don't have the passion in it. They're they're all long for it because yeah, you hyped them up, you you sold them the idea, but when the going gets rough, they're just like, hey, I'm out. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I can't yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> I don't have that same commitment. And man, I think going back to my my first startup, we were building something. I would think back. This is like 
seven years ago, you know, we were building something that was Dropbox, if you will. This is like Dropbox was still in beta back then. So, you know, I'd be talking to you on an island right now if, right. <laughs> if, if the project actually came to existence. And, you know, he was my co-founder. We did it for two or three years. We were actually building on Drupal back then for a front end and, you know, this connection, connecting to devices and whatnot. But, you know, he, he got lured away eventually by, by life. He worked for a big corporation, um, traveled all the time, et cetera, et cetera. And then, um, you know, then he ended up doing another startup with somebody else. Uh, a few years back, and he's doing well now. Uh, and uh, it was just like, hey, where was that commitment back then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but life gets in the way. Yeah, for sure. Um, awesome. Um, let's start uh, kind of wrapping this up. I want to ask about uh, Freelance Jam. You know, uh, podcast, video cast, you interview folks. Uh, how's that going for you? Where do you envision? Uh, do you envision yourself creating a network of shows uh, as you go about it? Um, freelance jam is, is, uh, it's great. You know, I enjoy my, me and my, uh, co-host, uh, Dave Yankoviak. Um, you know, we, we have a good time doing it, but I think for both of us, it's, it's really just kind of like a fun, uh, side project. You know, at, at first when we, when we first started it, it was, it was actually like an evening podcast. Like we actually used to do it on, I think it was like Tuesday nights at, at 8 PM. Um, it was supposed to be like our, we do our work during the day and we do this like one night a week or whatever. Um, we eventually, you know, decide to do it during the day still, but it's, it's kind of just one of those things where, uh, whenever we have time, we'll, we'll do a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's supposed to be every two weeks and ends up being like once a month. Nice. Uh, and like whenever we kind of have the time to, to do all the prep, I mean, at this point we're not trying to scale up or anything like that. Um, we do want to continue it and, and, and we actually need to get some more guests in, in, in the calendar for, for that. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, it's it's really just kind of like a fun way to to stay tapped into the whole uh, you know freelance community and um, trying to offer some advice, trying to bring on some guests, and and just it's kind of fun. Awesome, awesome. All right, so there's been so much information, so much great information. Starting off when the, when you're freelancing, jumping into to restaurant engine, to running the businesses, to finding clients. Um, I think there's a ton of stuff that people. Uh, we'll pull out of this. So I want to jump into something totally new called the lightning round where I'll just right. throw out a few <laughs> questions to you and you can just answer them. Um, and this is more uh, technical tactile for folks uh, that are jotting notes down. Cool. Uh, so you mentioned some of the software tools you use before like Coda. Uh, what other online or, or apps do you use uh, to get you through your freelancing? Uh, let's see. So many. Um... Uh, we our our most recent episode on Freelance Jam, we had the creator of CodeKit on, um, and uh, CodeKit is, is one that you can plug that into any uh, code editor you're, you're using. Um, uh, I'm a huge uh, Gmail freak, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Um, you mentioned Coda. Yeah, I've been going back and forth between using Espresso and and Coda. Um, been using Espresso for a while. Now I'm back on Coda. Um, I like them both. Uh, let's see what else. I, I I've been using Buffer app a lot for for putting out tweets. Um, uh, what what I do is I, I do a lot of reading in the morning with Google Reader, and um, basically the three or four articles that I might read in the morning, I'll, I'll buffer those for for the rest of the day. Awesome. Uh, do that a lot. Uh, awesome. 
podcasts? What kind of podcasts do, do you listen to? I noticed uh, we talked earlier. You definitely listen to Mixergy. I listen to Mixergy. I'm a huge fan. I'm a premium member. Yeah, so am I. Nice. Um, Mixergy is awesome. Can't say enough. I mean, Mixergy is like my religion these days. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that Andrew Warner has done on, on that site is is awesome. And if you are building a business, sign up. It's yep. it's amazing. And um, to- that's been my education for the last year. Nice. Um, let's see, what else? Um, I've been into the uh, 5x5.tv shows for a while. Um, the big web show, Jeffrey Zeldman, that's yep. always a good one. Uh, one that I'm really into more recently is um, the Lifestyle Business Podcast. Um, uh, they they talk about a lot of like outsourcing to to Asia. Mm-hmm. They, they actually like run their businesses from Asia. That, that's kind of an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that one because they they are really good at at um, hosting a podcast. Yep. Um, you know they they really kind of get down to business, no fluff. I, I really like that. Yep. Um, uh, Software by Rob. Oh yeah. Or yeah. Uh, their their podcast, Startups for the Rest of Us. Yep. That, that's yep. a good one. Um. Trying to think what else. That's about it. Oh, you know, one. This is unrelated, but uh, the WTF podcast. You, oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so uh, that, that's all. Uh, you know, comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's a lot of fun too. Awesome. Uh, what books do you read? Uh, what books have helped you uh, get to where you are now? Do you have like three of them that you go back to and revisit? Yeah, you know, I'm actually right now. I'm actually rereading um, Tipping Point. About oh, yeah. Well, that, that's a great book. Everyone should read that one. Um, another really turning point book for me was uh, The E-Myth, um, which uh, that's really all about separating yourself. D- don't work in your business. Work on your business, mm-hmm. building systems, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great book to read. Um, uh, let's see. What else? There, 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 there have been a lot of them. I, I guess I, <laughs> all right, off the top of my head. Yeah, that's fine. Um, people that uh, that we should follow, people on Twitter or blogs that uh, you think would really help us out in WordPress and in business, perhaps. Uh, let's see. Um, WordPress. One, one great guy to follow is is my friend Pippin Williamson. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, he, he's helped me out a lot with with development, and the dude knows his stuff when it comes. Yeah. to Yep. development um follow his blog follow his his tweets he's got a bunch of really great products uh plugins that, that he, he's developed but but if you're looking to develop plugins learn from him nice <laughs> um let's see what else uh i mean so many of them uh, you know it depends what what topic or what yeah category, yeah right? no, i understand like yoast yoast for seo is probably good yeah yoast uh, is, you know, I, I follow i read a lot of seo moz yep um, learned a lot about SEO through through that. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, just so many different people. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up, and I think everyone should uh, go and find you. Where can people find you to thank you and maybe check out Restaurant Engine? If you could just give everybody uh, where they can find you and where they can reach you at. Cool. So I, I guess the best way to connect with me is on Twitter. I'm at, uh, at CastJam. Um, that's kind of the, the network that I use most. I don't use Facebook too much or Google plus. Um, uh, and you know, feel free to shoot me an email anytime, Brian at castjam.com. Uh, that's my main email address. Uh, restaurantengine.com is, is the site. If you see the, the little chat widget on there, it's, chances are it's me. So, <laughs> awesome. um, 
that's about it. All right, great, Brian. This has been an awesome show. I, I think we could go on and on forever. There's so much other, there's so much other material, material we could probably cover, but I think this gives everybody a good sense of where you came from, your WordPress experience, what you're doing now. So I can't thank you enough for, for doing the show. Cool. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, it was fun. All right, Brian. Thanks a lot. All right. See you.